1560 KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now as we head north to Whiskey River and Ankeny for the Cyclone Fanatic radio show powered by Mechdyne. Now, here are your hosts, Jared Stansberry, Brent Bloom, and Chris Williams. Hello. It's a Cyclone Fanatic radio program powered by our friends at Mechdyne, Jared Stansberry, Brent Bloom, no Chris Williams. He was just on the air. Yeah, you just heard Chris Williams on here on... Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three right. and fourteen sixty KXNO AM. It's a uh, it's a thirsty Thursday on the radio airwaves. Hello, Brent. Could, use, could use one today. Yeah, could use one today. Yeah. It's been a been a rough little stretch here for well, the for the clones. That's true, and it's the problem is it's it has been, and it's just tough to really see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, and I think that's the. It's one thing when you're you're having a rough season. It's it's another when. There's just not a lot out there. Right. And, I mean, obviously it has plenty of examples of this in the past where it just amplifies the frustration. And ever people have the absolute right to be frustrated. The players are more frustrated right. than anybody, the coaching staff. But it is tough. This is not, you know, thankfully in the last 20-plus years, 25 years, obviously it hasn't had a whole lot of seasons like this. I was right. thinking about that today. I mean, obviously this one. The one two years ago was rough. Um, Fred's first season, the McDermott era. Maybe there's more than I thought. Um, <laughs> Tim Floyd had a uh, had a poor season. Larry had a, but we were pretty spoiled there for a good stretch. And it's yeah. it's frustrating because you thought that would continue on forever, and it clearly hasn't. And and now you wonder, all right, we can handle one year of this, but when you start talking about two out of three, you have absolute right to be frustrated. And yeah. You know, but the, the 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 positive here is I think there's an opportunity starting Saturday to really kind of get out of this little rut and maybe maybe go on and do something. Yeah, I think that Iowa State's just kind of facing a reality that you know stringing together like 15 consecutive it's winning seasons really hard. One is really difficult, and and two, especially when you're a program like Iowa State that's not at the level of a Kentucky or a, a Duke or North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina's going to have like their second losing season. Right. I want to say since like 1968 or right. something like that this season. Uh, it's tough, and, and especially when you get to the level that Iowa State's gotten where you can get some talent uh, of the quality of a Taylor Horton Tucker and Lindell Wigginton, and you know you can get transfers like Mariel Shayok and you know, develop a guy like Nick Weiler-Babb. Yep. You, know, you lose all those guys at one time. It's tough to fill those roles, and, and when you don't have John Calipari as your head coach, you don't have Mike Krzyzewski as your head coach, you know, just – it's tough to continue to refill that talent and just continue to, to you know, retool every single year. There's going to come a point where you've got to rebuild a little bit. And this is what Rob and I talked about on the show last week, which mm-hmm. we're going to have Rob Gray on the show a little bit later. He sat down with Matt Campbell earlier today and uh, had talked a little bit about Iowa State football here during the offseason, so he's going to come in and talk to us about that. But, uh, you know, last week I said, I was like, man, look at this roster, 1 through 15. Yeah. Outside of the guys at the very bottom, which is the three walk-ons, yep. basically, yep. who is sitting in a role, in the role that they are probably best suited to fill? And I don't know that you could say a single one of the guys on this team is. Yeah, I mean, I, everybody's having point. to play above, above what above is their really punching weight, right? Above what they're probably, you know, capable of doing, not capable of doing, or best suited to do. And you know, I. I went back this week and I and I read and I listened to some stuff before the season. Like, okay, what what are we missing here? Like, what isn't working? What was the expectation? What hasn't been met? And 
I think honestly, I think it comes down to a couple things: is the post play needed to be better, yeah, and then there needed to be a jump shooter. And it's Tyrese has absolutely met expectations. I think you could even say Tyrese has exceeded expectations. Right. So that's that's good. I think a Trey Jackson has met expectations. Um, yeah. I think Zion Griffin maybe met expectations. But outside Solo, of, I think, has probably maybe, met at times. Yeah, and, at times. But uh, then again, it, it sometimes has been down and sometimes has been up. But the others have not. And yeah. I, you, you can blame whoever you want for it, but they just they just haven't. I mean, I was looking today, because it's the easiest example to make, Michael Jacobson from his junior year to his senior year, last year he scored in double figures 15 times or 17 times. This year it's been five. Wow. So what do you do? I mean what do you do with that? And that was last year with yeah. a team that had way more talent and way more scores. Right. And so you think, all right, Michael's going to take a is going to ascend a little bit and take a bigger role and that was the goal. It just hasn't happened. Right. I mean the guy scored in double figures I think twice in Big 12 play right now. They just needed a guy like him and then you highlight Prentice Nixon who came in with the expectation and I said it myself on a podcast here on Fanatic, I thought he would be, if not the leading scorer, at least one of the top two. Yeah. And it just hasn't happened. No. And the guy's made four threes in Big 12 play. Right. And, he, and he's working on it. I mean, there's not like they're not, it's not an effort thing. It's just it hasn't added up. And why is that? And I, I don't know if there's an answer. And that's what's frustrating is you don't, do not anticipate Jacobson to drop from when he was a double-digit scorer as a junior with a really good roster. Mm-hmm. To a more of a role this year, and now he's not a double-digit scorer. Like yeah. what? There's no, how? What? Obviously, the change in position, right? So he goes from kind of the small five yeah. to the big four, and the three-point line moves out. But he just has not been as efficient. And then Prentice wasn't super efficient at Colorado State. He was going to be a volume guy all along, but it hasn't really worked for him. Right. Um, and so, what are you left with? I think Bolton's been really good. I think Tyrese has been good, but you just cannot compete. In the Big 12 with two and a half scores. Just not going to work. Right. And, I mean, I think even George Condit, there was a stretch where it he was, was – yep. well, I think I said to you, I mean, he's clearly their second best player Correct. right now. And Correct. you look at what George has done in the last – you know, probably since he became the starter. What was that, seven – I think that he yeah, started seven, seven consecutive games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that And then, obviously, the mm-hmm. other night was the first time that he had not – last night against West Virginia was the first time that he hadn't started since that game against Kansas. Was that right? Or was it the whatever the game after yeah, Kansas I think it was the game after. Yeah, yeah. whatever that uh, – yeah, Oklahoma, I think it yeah. maybe was. I don't remember. It was but, Oklahoma, I think. Yeah, but there was that stretch where he was playing at a really high level. And now for this last handful of games, you – and this is something I was saying to, to Ross the other night when I was on, when I was on Sports Fanatics. And this is – it – you know, we we're talking about Xavier Foster, and Xavier Foster had like 38 points or something yep, against. Yep, Norway. saw the highlights. Yeah, and I, and I said, you know, and, and uh, Ez had called the game or something like that. We're sit- and we're talking about it, and I said, here's the reality, though, fellas. The Big 12, you're not playing Norwalk. You know, mm-hmm. as good as Norwalk might be, you're not playing the Warriors, and isn't that what they are? The Norwalk they are Warriors. Good, yeah, good work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the Norwalk uh-huh. Warriors. They're not playing the Warriors in uh, in the Big Twelve. You know, and yep. I think George Condon's finding that out. Like you, the physicality, the strength, different level. The the it's a it's a whole other game, and and that's where like you can't expect. I feel like you can't expect Xavier Foster to come and jump up and make and be no, a double digit fifteen point scorer a game man. for you. Yep. I mean, like you can hope, but 
that's unfair of that young man to think that that's going to be be what he's going to be in. Um, you know, I think that it it's just where you've got all these guys that like George had been playing at such this high level. If he gets to where now, like you can't play at that level. You got to elevate it. You got to elevate it. Take it to another another gear. He's still six ten and weighs. 225, 225 230 yeah. i mean he, he only outweighs me by a little bit yeah. you know and he's four or five inches taller yep so like that's where that's that's where a lot of these problems come into play i think that's where razier bolton to his credit early in this big 12 play he was in the same boat where it seemed like he got in here and it's like man if i'm gonna be a guy be a scorer be an all big 12 type player what my team needs me to mm. be really if we're gonna keep afloat in this thing you know he found out at 6'1", 6'2", whatever he is, probably 6'1", uh, in yeah. the Big 12. Man, you got to play a certain way. You got to knock down jumpers. You got to really keep defenses off balance to be able to get into the lane and score. And it, early on in, in those first handful of games, he wasn't able to do it. This last six he's games or so, he has done that. He's been and really he's, good. He has raised his yep. level and has been able to show what he could potentially be down the road. But there hasn't been enough of that, yeah. you know, and that's that's the unfortunate thing right now, and that's something that I think partially you can attribute to the fact that there's only one guy on this team, two actually, I guess, and only one of them has really done this, and that that have been through this grind. One of them True. was on a team last year that well, Jacobson has been through it, and that well, that's what I was yeah, saying. Say Mike Jacobson, yeah. Mike Jacobson is yeah. one of those guys where I guess three. I forgot about Solo, but Mike Jacobson is one of those guys. Last year, this his. How poor he has played this season is a testament to how freaking good all those guys were last year. Yeah. I mean, when you had Mariel Shayok and Linda Wickington, Taylor Horton Tucker, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Nick Weiler, Babb, Cam Bard, the all these guys, like, you're right. you didn't have to pay any attention to no, Mike Jacobson. But the thing is, is he still, he was able to get offense on his own a little bit too. Yeah. In the post. Well, yeah, he his hook shot was automatic. Yeah. And I don't know and what now happened. He, it looks like it's gone. Yeah. It, he, I was telling CW yeah, one I day, know. I was like, man, I don't remember a guy. Who went? Think about where he was in Kansas City last year. How oh, yeah, good he was! He's great. He was phenomenal. He had 17 rebounds in one game. Yeah. And now for him to go from there to what we see from him now, I can't remember a guy since I've been covering Iowa State that went from looking so strong, so tough, so just like I'm gonna beat up on you, to being what yeah, he is now. I don't. That 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 it seems like that chip that was on his shoulder is gone to an extent. And, and you know you never know what's going on, um, and you, you you just hope he obviously is a hard worker. He's a super smart kid. I mean the guy's a like a three nine in finance. Yeah. Like he's way smart. He's obviously to get where he has where he is as a power five basketball player takes way more dedication than, than certainly you or I have to right. you know, you know physical ability. Right. Right. So he's but I, yeah I think I think that was the biggest expectation that hasn't come to fruition is right. his play, and it's, it's hurting Iowa State. And as somebody wise once told me, once you get into the Big 12, you need a counter. Like You, you can't just go with your fastball. You have to have another pitch. Isn't this your, uh, your Wayne Morgan story? <laughs> no, there, there probably is a Wayne Morgan story there. Man, what was but this? I thought that there was a story. He that... had some analogies. No, he, it, the Wayne Morgan analogy is uh, with his young post guys. Yeah. Wayne said... Uh, you know, at first with your young Pulse guys, when you're playing Pac-Man or Galaxia, you put in a bunch of quarters and you and you die in the first level. And then you're putting fewer and fewer quarters and then you get to the end of the game. The point is you get better as you get on and experience does help. So that was Wayne's 
arcade analogy, which I greatly appreciate it. Um, but no, you just you got to have another way to yeah. beat somebody, and I think Bolton's done it. I give that young man a lot of credit. He knew, okay, they're shutting me off. I, I have the reputation as a driver. Like he was a driver in the non-conference. I can't do that all the time, and he's really started to shoot the ball yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, I think Trey Jackson's had a little bit of something that he can get there. And obviously Tyrese, he's kind of an interesting case study. Is He's almost the opposite where you're trying to prevent him from driving and make him shoot over the top, and he's done okay at that. But when Iowa State's been good this year, the games they've won, Jared, they've had a post presence. Right. The games they've lost, they haven't. And then last night, you just get annihilated on the glass. And 18 what, offensive I mean, West Virginia is the best in the, in the nation at doing that. This is what they do. Yeah. And you could kind of see it coming. And, and when it starts that early and you get down with 24 to 10, it's like, well, I mean, the, the writing was on the wall, and there's not a whole lot you can do as a staff yeah. to stop it because Iowa State's just limited in a game like that, and if they're not knocking down 12, 13 threes, that's the game that was going to happen. And it's crazy even, you give up 18 offensive rebounds last night, only 19 second chance points. Yeah, which isn't, like, that's not horrible. I mean, yeah, it's one point per offensive rebound, which is probably low the, in per, comparison to but, how it is most I mean, times. But Culver and Chibwe, and I mean, it's just like... Chibwe's a, he's a he's low really dude. Good. That dude is good, man. But it's just, I mean, that's, that's oh, what I was saying. They need that from Solo and Mike. Those are your yeah. your veteran guys, and it just it's just not there. And you know, Condit, like you said, has kind of hit a wall. He needs to find he needs to find his his alternate pitch, right? Because he's a he's a pick and roll dunk guy right now, which is right. good. Like you can do that, but you got to find a post up game, or he's got to be able to hit a little fifteen foot baseline jumper or something. Yeah, and that's how he advances his game to the next level. It the issue is when you're trying to do this in the middle of the Big Twelve season. When you probably have five of the 15 best defensive teams in the nation in the Big 12, so it's not like you're just throwing it out there against you know, the Indiana Fort Wayne's of the world. Like, right. These are really good teams with big physical guys I'd and say good Florida staff. A&M, yeah, so we well, know how that they goes. actually offensively they're fighting that game <laughs> from a point for possession, but it was the other end. So they're just stuck. Like there's no, and that's what's frustrating for fans. And I get it. it's like, well, where do we go? Yeah. And then they see Tyrese, and they see the mock drafts, and like, well, what's going on next year? And I'm, there's just no great answer, and so you just got to keep grinding. And that's that's what all was, you can do. That's what I was going to say is that the the unfortunate reality is that you look at what what you've got coming up, you know, and you have you're going to lose your best player. Yeah, almost as close to probably a guarantee as you can be without being guaranteed I, right now. Well. Would it shock you at all if he? I mean, and I'm. I have been saying to people for a long time. I've been like, man, there's no way that Tyrese is coming back. But like, the worst that this gets, I almost I feel I could almost see it because of that. Well, just from what I know a, about that kid, that's that's dead on. That that's a young man that's that's super hurting right now with yeah. with how things are unfolding and not happy with how it's unfolding. Right. Um. But then again. If you're getting guaranteed fifteen million dollars, who's this, you just you, you can't, can't say you no. Can't say no. Um, like anybody who tried think, to tell him this, to say no would be is, doing him a disservice. This is what's frustrating with this team is there's really good people on this team. Yeah, they are. Like they're they're not they're not knuckleheads. They're not bad guys. They're just they're not. The pieces aren't coming together. And I think Tyrese had a really good quote in the locker room last night. It's like we're hurting in here. It's like we're we know what we need to fix. We just have to fix it. But but how do you? But how do you? And then right. there's no like I always. This is like Steve Prohm has pulled all the levers he can pull. I don't know what else you do. 
Yeah. I mean, he's really he's tried about everything. Right. Truthfully, I mean, he's tried a bunch of different defenses. He's tried different starting lineups. He's tried to bring guys off the bench. He's tried to start them. He's tried to play big. He's tried to play small, and none of it's really working. So, so what, what do, do you do? do? Right. What do you do? What do you there, do? There, I don't. I don't know. And that's that's where I've just kind of reached a point with this team where it's like, man, I can like sit, try and sit here and do all the analysis yeah, possible, but it's like there's there's just isn't much that could. <laughs> they're they're twenty something games into the season. Yeah. Yeah. Not much is going to change at this point. You know? or, or are you just. You, the the schedule softens a bit, okay. Emphasis on a bit, a yeah. bit, not a lot. Yeah. Um, and then you you hope you run into some more threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess that's that's all you can do. But uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Program presented by our friends at Mechdyne. We thank them for being such loyal yeah, you, friends of of Cyclone Fanatic. Listen to everything. They read everything. They got some cool sales jobs yeah, available. Got some cool sales jobs yeah. there available at McDine. So check them out. Uh, then we also want to thank our friends at Carl Chevrolet. Check them out online at carlchevrolet.com, carlchevroletstewart.com. Or you can go out and visit their lots at Exit 90 at The Rock in Ankeny off of Interstate 35 or just west of the Des Moines Metro uh, in the city where Brent Bloom saw his first farm <laughs> out in <laughs> Stewart. That's true. Uh, carlchevroletstewart.com. Man, West that's, Central Valley, right out at West Central Valley, uh, home. I think of the. Oh, that's apparently where the our waitress here. What's their Whiskey nickname? River. Yeah, Wildcats. Oh, the Wildcats. I, was, I thought I it was the Wolverines. That's how about that, Tyree? Yeah, yeah, there we go. That's go perfect. Wildcats. Uh, no, okay. Stuart Menlo. Yeah, that's a great story that you told me. And then the the one I was actually gonna say, man, I swear you told me this story, but I I okay, guess I'll I talked to so many people. Uh, about basketball sometimes, about Wayne, where he's coaching a young post player and the coach walks in and said uh, he he was trying to teach him a move or something like that. Okay. And it's like uh, the coach walks in and he's like, what are you doing? I only wanted you to teach him a counter, a counter move for his one move or something like that. I would have swore you no, told me that No, I don't that know story. if that was me. Man, Man I don't some, know, dude. There like, are some uh, Wayne Morgan stories. that I don't know what coach that was. Get into. I, I've apparently talked to someone that told me a really funny story about some coach. Wayne. He was, like, coaching at Syracuse or something. Oh, that's, so there's a story there. That's a longer story. Okay. But it wasn't about the counter. Okay, yeah. It's, it's a good story. Yeah, I don't know. I we'll have to talk about it off the air. I remember you telling me a story yeah, like no, that, but I couldn't, I couldn't remember what that was. All right, uh, Rob Gray will probably be here in about twenty minutes. So let me. So speaking of, so Rob's gonna talk about football. Yeah. Um. It's easier, right, to maintain steadiness in football than basketball 100%, these days, right? One hundred percent. I think it'll actually get easier to maintain steadiness in basketball once the rule to send guys to the NBA straight out of high school changes. Probably. It's just, honestly, I know we're, we're down on college basketball this year because Iowa State is down. Yeah. And that makes it easier to not pay attention. Coach K had a really good couple quotes, and I don't necessarily like the, the guy as a whatever. He's obviously a When he favorite. was yelling at, the, at yeah. the students? No, but he had a quote after the Boston College game. He was like, college basketball is in a really tough place right now. It's just hard to watch. Yeah. He scoring's down. In the last two years, he had a stat. 95 players have declared for the draft and not got drafted. Yeah. Think about that. That's 95 guys who should be in college basketball that aren't, that aren't even in the NBA. And so you've had a really big exodus of people leaving, and the quality just isn't great. Um, and Iowa State's seen that firsthand. I mean, just look off last year's roster, some guys that even declared that didn't make the NBA, some were in the G League. But it's just a really... It's been a tough year for 
for college basketball. It's it's and they need to figure out something related to this one and done stuff. Right. But then also the transfer stuff. You don't know who's on a roster year to year, and it's just really hard as a fan to grab on and even have villains. Right. Like back, like in, in when I was a kid, you hated the Kansas guy. I hated Rex Walters because I knew he was going to be there for four years, or I hated. Jason Sutherland of Missouri, because I knew he was there for four years, the Haley Twins at Missouri. And now you're jumping. You're not playing. You're jumping. And so it's hard to know. Well, it's hard to get 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 irritated with Jemias Ramsey at Texas Tech because he's only going to be there a year or right. a, a year and a half. So anyway, I think it's a, it's an interesting time for college basketball. Man, even and like it, Dotson, Doak. Like, Doak's been around forever, he but, has, but, but he just hasn't ever played. Yeah. He's and been hurt all the it's time. Just, it's, it's, you don't have the same emotional connection either side to the opponents, and I, yeah. to the opponents. and i know if i was, he was better we'd care more about this year i get that but it's just kind of a weird if it's a weird year all the way around in college basketball well and it's even like tyrese dude like as much as i think everybody loves tyrese i don't think there's near as much of a emotional connection to tyrese as there was to george when he was a sophomore oh, i agree or uh, monte when he was a sophomore and maybe that would come if he was here longer and those teams won more but yeah it's just a it's a strange time it's yeah. a strange time and Definitely. i i hope it i hope it turns around because i think for the health of college basketball it needs it, to it needs to because you're the ratings still be fine for the ncaa tournament it always will because it's more of a spectacle but right. like are you finding yourself watching a random no i mean acc not, game i mean you're just nope. not anymore it's just it's just kind of a weird place right now yeah all right we're going to talk some football with uh, the grizzled veteran rob gray he just got a chance to sit down with Iowa State head football coach Matt Campbell earlier today. When we come back on the Cyclone Fanatic radio program powered by Mechdyne on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO AM. It's pre-owned vehicle for less. Hey Fanatics, it's Chris Williams here wanting to tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Did you know they moved into that new location? It's located at 156th and Hickman, still in Clive. What does this mean for you? Well, there's a beautiful new showroom. It's got all of your appliances, your audio and video needs, flooring needs, top-of-the-line appliances. I actually, wife and I bought a couple of those LG washer and dryers from there. We love them. Flooring, they did our floor. Lowest price in town, guaranteed. They've doubled their warehouse capacity. That means more in-stock items than ever. Come out and see the store in Clive. Meet with their highly trained and friendly sales staff. Whether you're updating your current home, building a new one, Nebraska Furniture Mart has what you're looking for. Head on out. See my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. You'll be very happy that you did. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmey, board-certified and sports fellowship-trained orthopedic sports medicine physician and surgeon at McFarland Clinic in Ames. As an official team physician for the Iowa State Cyclones, I really enjoy the opportunity to work with athletes here in my hometown. My colleagues, Dr. Buck, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all levels, including sports injury evaluation and treatment, arthroscopy, surgery, stem cells, and PRP treatment. Don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones! 
Lake Loam Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams saying thank you to Mechdyne. Who is Mechdyne? I was asking the same thing just a couple of months ago, and then I met some people who work for this fantastic company that is based out of Marshalltown. It was started by Iowa State graduates who are now hardcore Cyclone fanatics over 22 years ago. Mechdyne is not only the premier audiovisual and IT service provider in central Iowa, but also around the globe doing business in six of seven continents. They'll bring that global expertise along with local support to help you implement AV technology for conference rooms, classrooms, auditoriums, sports venues, or really just about anywhere you want technology that actually works the way you want it to. So check them out today at mechdyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Hey guys, it's Williams here for Des Moines Eye Care and Ames Eye Care. Eye care for the entire family conveniently located throughout central Iowa. I've been up to Ames Eye Care a couple of times now. See Dr. Kruger. You've all heard me tell you about how he looked at me for like 30 minutes. Actually, it didn't even take that long. And he's like, dude, I know why you're having headaches. It's because you stare at your computer for 15 hours a day. Wear these glasses. It'll help. And it has. Actually, it's completely changed my life. Now, I'm a dad. Got a four-year-old. She's got some eye problems herself. And you know where I'm going to take her? Yeah, that's right. Ames Eye Care. Des Moines Eye Care. Family Eye Care. They can help you guys, too. Check them out today. DesMoinesEyeCare.com. AmesEyeCare.com. And tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. For the second straight year, Whiskey River, located in Ankeny's Prairie Trail District, is the home of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show for the Iowa State Athletic season. Whether it's a Saturday night out with the bros or lunch with the family, Whiskey River and Ankeny's great food, drinks, and friendly service makes it the perfect spot for any occasion. Whiskey River's wall-to-wall TVs make it the perfect place to watch football, baseball, and every sport in between. Plus, you can always join the Cyclone Fanatic staff to talk Cyclone sports on Thursday nights from 6 to 7 at Whiskey River in Ankeny. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Radio on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 FM 1460 AM KXNO Jared Stansbury here out at Whiskey River in Ankeny. The show is always presented by our friends at Mechdyne. Now joined by the grizzled veteran himself, Mr. Rob Gray. Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing okay. You uh you got the honorable distinction of getting to go and speak with Matt Campbell this morning. Always great to sit down and Coach Campbell's, I assume you were in his office, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sit down in Coach Campbell's office and 
uh, you know, just shoot the breeze with Coach for a little while. How is uh, how is he doing? He's uh, he's doing well. He's doing well. Um, seemed energetic. I was at, toward the tail end, I think. And, so you'd uh, only he'd only talk to about twenty different people. Yeah, by the time yeah, he yeah, to you. yeah. Um, and I, as you know, I'm I'm. I'm the one guy who likes to get into what his books are and everything else. And hey, I, I hope that's illuminating to people because it's what he uses to, to better himself and what he yeah. tries to, 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 to impart on the team as well. So that was a lot of our discussion. I mean, we didn't get into a ton of Real Mitchell is, oh, what now? I mean, we all know what now. It's, right. you know, and I touched on some of the other stuff. Dave Andrews, obviously Golish. Um, you know, being at uh, Central Florida now and some of those things. But a lot of it was, hey, next book, really what you, when you really look back at last season, what you learned and, and what's going to have to happen going forward and what you think is going to happen going forward uh, to, to take that next step they kind of thought they would take this season. So in that vein, what would you say were some of the highlights of what he had to say? I mean, I know you've got some pieces coming out here uh, that we're going to roll out over about the next week and a half or so, first one coming out tomorrow. But what... When you when you say that he was reflecting on last season, what was kind of the the highlight of everything that that he had to say? Some maybe an overarching point that he had. Yeah, um, it, it really was, uh, and he talked about it quite a bit in the run up to the to the bowl game. Just the fact that uh, you know it, they're they're not they're still not going to be a team that fixates on results. That's right. not how you get better. Um, now, do they want to have better results? Absolutely, and and. The, I'll weave in a book. He had given them a book, Legacy, about the New Zealand All Blacks rugby team that uh, became a dynasty, and based on basically doing all the little things. Are those the, the guys who do the the dance? Uh, perhaps it could Before be. Or the games? You know what I'm talking it about? It could be. I think a lot of New Zealanders maybe do some of that. But okay. uh, either way, either way, uh, he thought that that was kind of like a, a next step blueprint, and I asked him kind of about that, and. Um, he said what it ended up being is kind of like it really highlighted those last things that they needed to perfect, which is taking the drive, taking the care for one another, taking the commitment to being the best you can be to actually executing in those moments that they didn't. And that's where he thought about that book late in the season about how what it's really done is illustrate the team's shortcomings, the program shortcomings in some of those areas. and. And, um, you know, make them want to attack those all the more. He said that last year's team, he repeated, you know, just how it was as fun a team to coach as he's ever been around, if not the most fun to coach. And uh, said the team, I think, uh, not verbatim, but the team had the champion's heart. Now they've got to have the, they've got to be the champions of details. Yeah. And, you know, which they, which they didn't get done last season, but, uh, you know, a lot of good came from it, and a lot of we talked about the adversity. I mean, there's all always stuff that we don't know about, right? Or that's rumored, but you know, highlighting it. I mean, when you think about it, you lose to Quan Bailey as early as you do, and Zach Peterson steps in, does very well. But um, you know, Greg Eisworth plays with the bum shoulder when he did play, pretty much the entire season, right? Um, you know, some some of the other pieces, and then the the loss. I, I think. The youth of the team wasn't quite ready to attack the details, and that's kind of what he intimated at. When you had Brian Peavy's, DeAndre Payne's, long-term guys right. who'd, who'd, who'd become leaders and, and were therefore really honed in on the details, and even went back to, to Joel Lanning and Alan Lazard, you know, when that team learned how to win, you know, the program learned how to win, 
you know, all these all these are those stepping stones. And I know that doesn't uh, solve anybody uh, or assuage anybody's uh, issues with the seven and six season, but uh, you know, he's still taking a very positive perspective on it. Well, I think that's where a lot of the replacing Rudy Wade with the Dave Andrews probably comes into play is just trying to get someone who maybe is going to instill some of those things at a little bit higher of a level, which I think that, that Dave Andrews has done, especially in his time at Pitt, his time working with uh, with an Aaron Donald and some of those other guys that, that he has uh, during his career. I would imagine that trying to instill that culture a little bit has been a big a big piece of, of why that why he decided to make that move. Yeah, well, he said, I mean, after four years, he took a long, hard look. And he I even touched on that during the season, how it's going to be a moment, you know, once you get to the end of the season, a lot of hard decisions to make, a lot of, hey, here's where we are. We're not quite where we want to be. We did make rapid progress. Um, you know, we're where we want to be in a lot of ways, but not in all of them, including results, which could have been um, better. But, yeah, he said, I mean, he said certainly they'd, done a good job in, 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 in strength and conditioning, and they, they, they'd progressed, and Rudy Wade was a big part of that. But he felt that Andrews allowed for the real uh, marriage of sorts of, um, you know, the alignment he always talks about, whereas yeah. it's not the football team and strength and conditioning. It's those two are those two are merged. Those two are one thing and synonymous. And, you know, it says all the same things that Campbell likes to say, go from good to great. Um, I think, a, you know, from just a philosophical perspective, they're really on the same page, and I think they're both really good communicators, and I think that was a, a big part of that as well. Yeah, and then it, it's interesting to me, too, just, you know, did you ask him much about, you know, the hiring of Mick McCall, who to be the, the new running backs coach, just kind of that, I know you talked said you didn't talk a whole lot about yeah. pure football, but, I mean, I think that that's something that's interesting, just where from everything we've heard, and I think he maybe talked to Chris about this a little bit. Yeah, and, and, and I went back and re-listened to that, so yeah. he didn't want to go over some of the same things. And it's, and it's just, you know, being able to bring in some guys who are a guy who has been around it for a long time, mm-hmm. has been in this business for a very long time. You know, he, he kind of could be, he won't have that coordinator title that John Haycock does, but it seems like that's kind of the role that, he, that Coach Campbell is hoping that he can fill a little bit as that guy who can kind of be the mentor for all of these other coaches i mean because for the most part their staff is pretty young mm-hmm. you know and uh i mean i think that that will be somebody that that's good for them too like you know all these you don't want in college football you want continuity you yep. know i thought that it was interesting to hear pat or to read it when they were hiring mick mccall that he was part of a, a staff that stayed together from like two, uh, 2010, I think, until all the way to 2017 without any defections, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And the only time that it changed was when they could add a 10th person to the staff, and then literally the staff stayed the same anyway. Yeah. Or like, and I think they added, added Lou Ianni at that point, and then the staff just stayed the same for two more years. Mm-hmm. So basically for 10 straight years, yeah. they, it was the same staff that Northwestern had. That speaks to the volume or the, the value of having continuity in college football. But at the same time, I think Coach Campbell sees the value too in like, you know, sometimes it's good to have a new voice in the room. Mm-hmm. Well, and Coach Campbell touched on continuity too as a as an obvious positive. And really, for such a young staff, an ambitious staff, they've had remarkable continuity. Yeah, um, you know, especially defensively, still yeah. the same staff basically. Yep, pretty much. And um, you know, he, I asked him about Coach Golich, knowing that you know 
he, as committed to recruiting as he was. There, I'm sure all the ducks were in a row. You know, things were wrapped up, and they're always thinking a year ahead, sometimes yeah. two years ahead anyway. And he said, you, you know, yes, uh, you know, Alex was you know, going to leave us in a good spot. And, but it, it said some illuminating things, I thought, to where the term recruiting coordinator is kind of – there isn't really a recruiting coordinator anymore. It's like a way just to be able to give a guy more money. A, a, or a, and, a, and a different title beyond the tight ends coach, which yeah. we'll touch on a little bit here, the tight ends. But um, certainly left that room in a great spot. But he talked about how, you know, you know, a lot of credit to Alex with these, the last class they got in and all the classes they brought in. But at this point, it's pretty much everybody is, is playing their part right and none of them are feeling like i got to sign x number of guys it's just like we're working together it's all hands on deck on this thing and i uh, really give a lot of credit to Derek kutcher and uh you know that recruiting you know office that aspect of it and um you know wished uh alex well but feels like um feels like they can uh they can even continue to take more steps forward uh regardless you said that he, he you talked to him about the tight ends i mean we went into last season feeling like that defensive line group was probably without a doubt the the strength of this team uh we go into this year without a doubt the tight ends are the strength of this football team and then i saw a quote that he gave to randy peterson about easton dean being the best tight end that will ever play Mm -hmm. at iowa state Uh, i thought that was interesting considering we've obviously never seen easton dean play especially considering the group that he's got in front of him. I think that uh, Charlie Kohler would probably have something to say about that. He's a pretty dang good tight end, tight yeah. end himself. Uh, what, did, what did he have to say about that, that group of tight ends that he's got? Well, I basically phrased it, you know, how we've always heard, you know, he, I mean, the, the, the consensus belief in the program is that the three guys who are the mainline guys now are, are certainly potential future pros. You know, some yeah. obviously a, a Kohler looking Kohler. Looking Did he say anything about how Dylan Sanders' recovery is going? Uh, yeah, he's he's doing pretty well. That's good. Um, That's good. And and he just talked about how when he got banged up too. They, you talk about the other ad, bit of adversity. How much better he made that offense in so many ways, doing all the unsung things. And and, and he got in the you know he got in the mix with some big catches too. But he said the, he feels that definitely those guys are all pros. Obviously, Chase Allen's battled the injuries, but said when he's been healthy, probably as consistent as any of them. And then Charlie gives him the explosive element and, and you know, gets targeted a lot. And, and Dylan is the do-everything guy that makes every aspect of the offense better and a little more muted in his praise of, uh, of Mr. Dean, but nonetheless said he could be as good as any of those guys. So uh, not quite... Not Maybe quite the we'll same, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's still saying something, right. and um, that's that's especially if Dylan Sander can stay healthy, and if Dean's developing like they think he into what they think he can be. You know, you're going to continue to have get help for that offensive line. That's still that last group trying to really be in position for that next step. Um, obviously, replacing some seniors next year. But um, a lot of guys behind the scenes have done done good work. But I mean, couldn't say enough about that that tight end group. And um, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's it's exciting to certainly hear that about Easton Dean. Yeah. Anything else that jumped out to you from from your interview? Oh, he made a book recommendation to me. I'll, I'll let that come out at some other time. It's, I okay. always enjoy his. We, yeah. we riffed on some of the stuff that we've read together, and just how some of it touched him during the season. And we'll. Well, and they said some illuminating things about what Notre Dame meant, that game meant, and what, uh, and uh, just uh, interesting always when he kind of goes a little bit in depth as to how he 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 takes things that are you know 
on on the one lost sheet uh, huh. negative and and turns it into a positive. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, apparently Brent Bloom left. Uh, do you want to you want to talk some hoops with me to close the show? I I can. You can. I don't know how well informed I'll be. Well, you got to you got to finish your beer anyway. That's so. true. So I I have you hostage at this point. Yeah. Oh, I, I assume you're talking NBA. Yeah. That's why. No, not the NBA. I'm talking. We'll talk Kansas State and, Cyc- and oh, okay. the Cyclones. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's no. Do it. We'll, we'll talk Kansas State and the Cyclones when we come back on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 and 1460 KXNO. Hello, fanatics. It's Chris Williams. I want to tell you today about the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will help benefit every aspect of the university. Cyclones everywhere are helping reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. Yes, the cyclone spirit is a force to be reckoned with. More than 81,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 27,000 first-time donors. So far, these donors have gifted more than $1.2 billion. The Cyclone Energy is truly unstoppable. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. The impact is seen all across campus, too, from the South End Zone Club to the North End Zone Construction to the thousands of students who receive scholarship support. You can learn more at forevertrueisu.com because the world needs more Cyclone Spirit. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. Hey Fanatics, it's Chris Williams here wanting to tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Did you know they moved into that new location? It's located at 156 in Hickman, still in Clive. What does this mean for you? Well, there's a beautiful new showroom. It's got all of your appliances, your audio and video needs, flooring needs, top-of-the-line appliances. I actually, wife and I bought a couple of those LG washer and dryers from there. We love them. Flooring, they did our floor. Lowest price in town, guaranteed. They've doubled their warehouse capacity. That means more in-stock items than ever. Come out and see the store in Clive. Meet with their highly trained and friendly sales staff. Whether you're updating your current home, building a new one, Nebraska Furniture Mart has what you're looking for. Head on out. See my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. You'll be very happy that you did. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams letting you know about Mechdyne IT Help Desk Services. Started by Iowa State graduates, 
and diehard Cyclone fanatics over 22 years ago. Mechdyne's onshore team of U.S.-based experts provide quality IT support around the clock. After hours, IT support can be hit and miss, but Mechdyne offers a lot more than just answering service during your non-core hours. You'll actually receive the same level of IT support no matter what time of day you contact them. They space out your organization's IT team from those routine support tasks so that you can focus on growing your business. As a trusted consultant, bringing fresh ideas and cost-effective solutions to many day-to-day headaches of routine IT user support, check out mechdyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Hi, this is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. For over 25 years, I've taken care of ISU athletes and am an official team physician of Iowa State athletes. I'm a proud supporter of Cyclone Nation. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleagues Dr. Buck and Dr. Warmy and I for extraordinary sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Hey guys, it's Williams here. Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. When it comes time for my friends and I to decide where we'll watch college football on a Saturday night, there is no better choice than Whiskey River in Ankeny. Whiskey River is the home of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show again for the 2018 season and is the perfect spot for your get-together of all ages. Whiskey River's great food, satisfying drinks, friendly staff, and wall-to-wall TVs make deciding where to go a no-brainer for any situation. And don't forget, you can always join the Cyclone Fanatic staff on Thursday nights from 6 to 7 at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Point Sports Station, 106.3, 1460 KXNO. Jared Stansbury and Rob Gray. We've been talking about Rob's conversation with Matt Campbell. Now maybe talk a little bit of hoops. Sound Let's good to you? Yeah. It's, uh, it's not, uh, I guess, always very pleasant to talk about right now. It is not always very pleasant to talk about, but you know what is pleasant to, to think? Just the idea that on Saturday night at 7 o'clock in Hilton Coliseum, Rob Gray. We might not get to see a couple of elite teams, yep. but we do get the honor of seeing an elite head coach. And that is that is the great Bruce Weber bringing his Kansas State Wildcats into Hilton Coliseum. Been a little bit of a tough year for the Wildcats. Yep, yep. Been a tough year for the Cyclones. Hopefully, uh, hopefully two teams that are having a tough year can, can come together and and have have a nice little contest. Have an entertaining game at Iowa State. At least get get back on track with the win after losing what nine of the last eleven. And yeah. just um, you know what? Last night you could have forecast that. Oh yeah, I, I can't mean, remember what exactly it was. Chris said on. So I was on. Uh, I was on Sports Fanatics with Ross, 
And I think Ross asked Chris about the game against West Virginia. Chris said he compared it to uh, going in to get a vasectomy, but the doctor's never done the surgery before. <laughs> I think that's how Chris compared it, but I don't know. Or how he he analyzed it. Yeah, I mean, just a, a, the worst possible matchup at the worst possible time for a team that, you know, you got the best offensive rebounding team in the country. You've got a team that what was number two in Ken Palm in defensive efficiency, mm-hmm. I believe, and and it showed. I mean, right from right from the get go. I mean, the Cyclones made a couple of shots, but I mean, what West Virginia had fifteen points in four and a half minutes. Right. They were hitting shots they don't normally hit. You know, another team that doesn't shoot a great from three, but shot a great against the Cyclones, which is more than a trend. Um, uh, so that that I mean. Y- Remember that great George broken foot season team went in there and just got leveled, yeah. absolutely destroyed. Uh, you know, very different scenario this time. And they they, they kind of hung around after getting down 14-15 early, but, uh, you know, the writing was on the wall. This is one of those games, though, that you have to win for the – you have to win for the state of the program because, yeah. you, you, again, this season you've dropped a bunch of games in Hilton. Um and and this is a team that you can beat. This is a Kansas State team in rebuilding mode. Now the problem is Kansas State, led by elite coach Bruce Weber. Bruce Weber, yeah, gold is, medal is, winning basketball coach Bruce Weber wins on toughness. You know, occasionally Correct. they get those singular talents that are there to, you know, that that can guide the way, like Dean Wade, uh, etc. But Barry Brown and and some of the other guys. Uh, but but. That's one thing you're still seeing from that team. You know, they went into West Virginia a week and a half ago or whatever, and they were they were hanging around most of the game. And I think they actually got an early lead. I think I think Huggins actually ended up playing a ton of players in the first few minutes. He was so displeased with the starting five's effort. So they're going to come in and feel like, man, we're, we we can come in and just beat this team up and yeah, we're good. Now he left because because yeah. I didn't I didn't look before I. Uh, I came, uh, yeah. so I thought I was just going to talk football. But I mean, they haven't posted too many wins at Hilton Coliseum. Who? Kansas the, State? the Wildcats. Oh, they won two in a row. That's yeah. all I know. But I mean, it, remember it, we were two years ago. We, historically, oh, like, you historically, weren't, you weren't there. You weren't at Jerry the King Lawler's while we were watching oh, I the was, Kansas State. I was, I was ailing. You were ailing. Yes. And while, meanwhile, Chris and I were playing bouncer at Jerry the King Lawler's <laughs> place. Uh, Chris was the bartender. I was the bouncer. A man tried to throw, uh, put on the king's robes. Yep. We yep. had to. We basically had to pick him up, each of us by one arm, throw him out onto Beale Street. That's more or less what happened. Well done. Well more done. or less is what happened. Maybe a few details were <laughs> changed, but that basically is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just talking historically. They, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They've struggled there, but they're going to see this as as ripe for the picking as they should. I mean, Iowa State has struggled to match really any team's toughness. Um, this season, and um, yeah, it's got about to be one of those games. You hope the fans bring it because it still is a special place. It still is something that you know. Hey, maybe they can get it turned around and play well yeah. at home at least the rest of the season. And you know, if they shoot it well, they're always going to have a chance. And uh, they seem to toughen up a little bit more when those shots are falling right. too. They're a little bit more locked in. Well, but, and when uh, you look at the schedule, be tough. If you when you look at the schedule, this is one of those ones like. If you're going to get one, yep. you know, this is probably one of them. And, uh, you know, I think the other thing, too, is that I just remember this. I mean, that Kansas State came in and won last year, and Ames as well. Dean Wade's first game back, 
on the the Wildcats on their way yep. to their Co Big Twelve title. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, elite head coach Bruce Weber, two two in a row. Yep. Yep. Did they? Man, they might have even won their. Have they won three in a row? No, 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 no. I just know there was. It seemed like there was a long drought there for a while, and that's you what might I was right. fixated on. I don't I remember. Mean, Who knows? E- e- they way. all run together at, yeah. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> they do, but I mean, you, I, I mean, the good thing, and you guys were talking about it earlier. I think the guys do care. They're just holes on the team that yeah. that, that you can't wallpaper over, and and effort can't solve that issue mm-hmm. um you just hope you get that effort and uh and the crowd is energized and, and and it's certainly a game they can get again especially if they if they can shoot the basketball well yeah hey as far as last night at least they weren't in Mackey arena yeah how inexplicable some of these scores are you know that, that that's that, the only analysis i'll give on that one that, i didn't I'll, watch any that, of it, that's so. the type of score that happens in a bye game yeah Against the hapless team that was paid to come in, yeah, and again, uh, come uh, against a, a team that's coming off a big win, a gritty win over a really good uh, Illinois team, Illinois team. Yeah. and and you know, so college basketball can be uh, confound, confounding uh, at times. Yeah, it goes back to Ross asked me why why would it be such a big win to go into Purdue and and get that. Well, now you see why. You know, it's it's tough to go into into Mackey Arena and. And leave uh, leave West Lafayette with a win. Uh, another game, we have a doubleheader for us on on Saturday, Hilton Coliseum, uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. The Cyclones, Cyclone women, welcoming in Oklahoma. Cyclones did get a win over the Sooners earlier in the season, right? Or no, lost uh, by nine points. Sorry, I was just I'm looking at the schedule right now, but uh, they just beat Oklahoma State. Though. Yeah, did just beat Oklahoma State last night. Uh, Cyclone women trying to get their play themselves into back in the, the NCAA tournament field right now. They're in the next four-out section of uh, the most recent bracketology on ESPN as of, I think, yesterday morning or something like that. Uh, this is a big one, yeah. you know. If they're going to if they're gonna get their so, themselves back into that into that zone, they got to win games like they did last night. They got to get a, a win like they did, uh, or, or like this game coming up on Saturday against the Sooners. No question. And I think it's a team that's still evolving. You know, Madison Wise hasn't been back for that long. Yeah. And it's going to take her a while to be like her old self. I mean, we've watched Kristen Scott battle back and, and, and at times look like her old self and at times not quite. Um, you know, the, the one thing that obviously can't happen is when the Cyclones are out of it is when uh, Ashley Jones gets in foul trouble or yeah. you know has to spend – extended periods of time on the bench uh that really 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 drastically reduces their uh their win probability but uh you know you're seeing good stuff from from a number of the players and and i think i think it's still a work in progress i haven't talked to bill much about it lately but i think it's still a team that's building to play its best basketball and obviously if it's if that's going to matter you have to be able to take care of business against the sooners yeah then i mean you know you got a game next wednesday against texas Got to go on the road to TCU. Like, there's a stretch here that's really important for this Iowa State women's basketball team. I will be out there on Saturday for Cyclone Fanatic covering the game. Connor's got – I never know what Connor has going on. (laughs) 
Uh, I just kind of assume that he'll be there unless he tells me otherwise. Is it, is this there, time he told me otherwise, so there, apparently I'm covering the game. Is there an indoor football league mock draft somewhere? Right, yeah, <laughs> indoor football league mock draft. <laughs> He's got to play hockey or like, I don't even know. Yeah. Some sort of dirt track racing yeah, thing yeah, that's yeah. going on. I don't know. Like I said, I just... Unless Connor tells me otherwise, I assume that he's going to be there. This time he told me otherwise. Apparently, I'm the one and that's covering is. the the women's hoops game on uh, on on Saturday afternoon. But uh, no, I mean it's, it's they've got an important stretch here coming up if they're going to get back into uh, into that NCAA consideration. And uh, I guess we're going to see. You know, it, we we need somebody to get in there. Yeah. this <laughs> this winter or else uh, or else it's going to be a long summer. Wrestling's got your uh, got digging back, so uh, you know uh, maybe looking good there. Although David Carr's banged up, so we'll we'll see what goes on there. But I think they're still. It, they always say, especially in wrestling, you want to be at your best in March, and you don't ever want to be at your best much earlier. So hopefully uh, they can heal up and and uh, you know get, get to be their best uh, at the most important month for yeah. their sport. Yeah, for sure. I was gonna say something else. I don't even remember what I don't remember what it was. I was. Losing, I'm losing my mind, Rob. I'm all <laughs> it over can the happen. place. Yeah, I've talked a lot of basketball. Right, I've talked a lot of basketball. Basketball is not very fun to talk about right now, mm-hmm. which you, you know full well. You've had to do that two weeks in a row with me now, but, uh, but I just I smile, and I power through it. You know, count your blessings. Right, I just try and try and be happy. <laughs> only got one life to live, man. I, just, I read your love tweets. No that's reason to what, that's what I it. do. I, I had to bring him back because it was too tweets. involved to go into the Joseph Campbell stuff, you know, to really distill it down to tweets. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of, I don't know, call it lazy, but I'm actually trying to find new ones. Well, yeah. So I, at least the two or three people, a handful of people that I can help. Well, you and I were on the on the way up to Ames one day listening to Joseph Campbell. Yeah. And... and and I can understand why you're like, man, this is hard to boil down, like the yeah. essence of these into tweets, yeah. you know. Uh, but I'm glad you brought back the love tweets. And what, what, like, what could be next? What's next year? What was last year? Was it love tweets? Uh, integrity and resilience. Resilience, yeah, that's yeah, right. Resilience, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll put more thought into it. You know, but I had to abruptly go back to Plan B this right. year. Uh, so it'll be one. It'll be like Coach Campbell's book for Maybe spring like ball. It's, it's going to take some time. He, he said he's plowing through a bunch of books to, to figure out which one it'll be for spring ball. I'll, I'll plow through a bunch of uh, things and figure out what next year will bring. Maybe it could be about uh, anti-corruption. Maybe. could be something like that. Um, <laughs> perhaps uh, financial advice. Oh, there you go. I mean, there's so many. So you many. Would, well, but hey. Don't go too far with it, though, because then Chris is going to be on here talking about how you're basically like a financial advisor. Uh-oh, yeah. And how financial advisors are the... <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since we've heard from Chris on the Cyclonic radio program. But... Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, it'll... I hope so. I hope it'll happen <laughs> one of these days. Probably next week. I don't know. Who knows? What's, uh, what's next week? It's yeah. the 13th? Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we will. Thanks to our friends at Carl Chevrolet for being a... One of the presenting sponsors of the Cycle Fact Radio Program. Thanks to Mechdyne for being the presenting sponsor. Thanks to Whiskey River and Ankeny for being the home of the Cycle Fact Radio Show. Thanks to Rob Gray for coming in to fill in for, for Brent Bloom, who Thank started you. off the show with me. We'll talk to you guys again. Same time, same place, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 and 1460. KXNO. Ciao.